Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Trust and Believe. I'm your host, Sean T. And today, we are going to talk about something that you have been wanting to talk about for a long time, or at least something you've been wanting to know. So today, I'm going to enhance your ability to trust and believe in what I eat. And before we get on with the show, I do want to say, this is very important, this is what I eat this plan was designed specifically for me. However, I do know that you will get something from it and you'll learn a lot about why I'm eating the way that I'm eating from the beginning of my journey or this new journey that I'm on uh, up until now. So I think it'll be really fun. Also, I'm going to do something really fun to let you guys know. So I'm not sure how many of you know I have an apparel line that is super fun. Lots of exercise workout clothes, but also fun, energetic, and fun stuff. So this shirt right here is called, it's burpees for breakfast, lunges for lunch. So for those of you who want to put on a tank top, we have girls and guys or women and men. We have some really fun apparel that's coming out. We have a new donut Friday apparel uh, line that's launching within Shanti Apparel. And you are going to love it. That's all I want to say. And it has a lot to do with mental health as well. So make sure you go to shantiapparel.com or make sure you follow at shantiapparel on Instagram, on Facebook as well. And yeah, subscribe to the email list. Anyway, let's get started with what I eat. What's up? This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. All right. So... As we begin this food episode, I want to take you back to the beginning of when I realized I was going to need <laughs> some help, some help in my nutrition and my fitness. So back in January, like a lot of people, I actually joined the gym. Some of you might be like, wait a minute, why does Shanti join a gym? This is a very important precursor to the food, so I really want you to pay attention to this, even though I feel like my grandfather and I get long-winded. Anyway, you know, being in the fitness industry for a very long time, I was completely bored with fitness. I was completely bored with my workouts. Had I not been the creator of my workouts, I probably wouldn't have felt so bored. But I think 
having seen multiple programs in the teens programs from the inception of them to the relaunch of them uh, all the way through the what I like to call the press of them, just the marketing, everything you can kind of get disconnected with why you actually created a program in the first place. I did a really good job for a really long time staying connected to what it is that I did. I don't think that that ever went away. But what I do believe is that just like, I don't know what you do in your life. Are you a teacher? Are you a lawyer? Are you a manager, an account manager of something? Whatever it is that you do, are you on the assembly line? You know, it's like sometimes we love what we do, but then after so long, it's not that it doesn't fulfill you, but it doesn't add newness to your life and your existence. And so you just kind of seek out other things. And if you don't seek out other things, one of the things you can do is get really bored and unmotivated to continue to do what you do. For me, it wasn't any of those things. It was a combination of all of them. And so in the beginning of 2022, I decided I'm going to join a gym and I joined the gym and I got my body scan done. Now, I got my body scan done and I was thinking I was going to be 10% body fat because I was working out every day. I was playing tennis and my weight and my Body fat percentage was 100% not pleasurable to my eyes when I got the results. And so I was 18% body fat and like 200 pounds or something. And I never really paid attention to weight necessarily. I just paid attention to how I look and how I felt. But what was really interesting is that 18% body fat was shocking to me because I felt like I looked Aesthetically, I say in quotes, if you're listening, I'm doing air quotes. I felt like I looked better and I didn't focus on the weight necessarily. But then once I got that result or got those results, I actually really had to take a lot of time to have some introspection. (laughs) And I had to say, you know, why is this happening? Why do I feel this way? Why is my internal self by way of adipose tissue, which is fat, why is it there? A lot of you know who have been listening to the podcast for a while. I talked about how Scott and I didn't have our own house for a while, and we have two twin boys, and we were just in and out of situations. We were staying with his parents, but we also had our transformation center, which was kind of like our house because we sold our house and we were building a house, blah, blah, blah. Don't want to bore you, but it just wasn't a stable foundation that we were living in while trying to raise at the time, three-year-olds. And so I then equated that body fat percentage with my stress level. And then I went into my head and I started saying to myself, wow, all of these conversations that I've been having with my husband about my stress, about not being happy, very vocally talking about not being happy is showing up in these results. And I'll be straight up. I'm a very, I'm a realist. I was definitely popping a couple gummies <laughs> a week to rid myself of anxiety. And so once I realized that and I realized I had to get shoulder surgery, I did know because I know myself that a change was 100% needed. And so I'm very happy about the fact that <laughs> unfortunately, I was living in that negative space because 
it completely changed my life. And the journey I'm about to take you on just, I guess the best way to say it, completely changed my life in such an incredible way. So here we go. So I got shoulder surgery. As I was recovering, I realized how much happier I was being. And then I was wondering why am I recovering? I'm in pain, but I'm also very, very happy. And I realized that I was very happy because I was able to have time to myself to rid myself of things that would were constantly causing me stress. And once I did that, I just... Oh my gosh, like I just got to say, my life completely changed. So I was in therapy, physical therapy, and mental therapy. For those of you who don't know, who may be new to the podcast, I do go to a therapist three to four times a month. I believe mental therapy is the thing that completely keeps me on top of my happiness, and it's a wonderful place to go and be. So if you are interested in that, we can talk more episodes about that. Just leave us a message in the DMs on at Trust Me Pod or on Instagram. Or you can send me a DM on Twitter as well, at Shanti. Anyway, I was in physical therapy. I saw a woman who was a physical therapist there. I asked her if she could train me. She said yes, and so we began. One of the things that's really important is she was like, blood work. We need blood work. So before I dive into this food thing, before you do any nutrition program, before you do, some people do... The whole 30. Some people do my friend Autumn's 21 day fix or the fixate meals. Some people do intermittent fasting. Some people do Noom, who sponsors our podcast. There are all these things that you can do, and they all, in some way, either works really well or have great benefit to your relationship with food and your nutrition and your goal, be it weight loss or weight gain. However, If you don't get your blood work done and you don't know what's going on in your body, you're missing a very important step. So before I sit here and I read off to you exactly what I've eaten since the month of April, it's important for you to either go to your physician or go to your Walgreens or go to whatever place that's close to you that has either a physician's assistant or a doctor Get your blood work and find someone who knows how to read it. Some of you know that we had Jonathan Herzog from Herzog Vitality Center in Dallas, who is a big proponent of getting your blood work done. And we talked a lot about hormones. You can go back an episode or two and listen to that. So I go to Herzog Vitality Center in Dallas. But getting my blood work done helped me realize, wow, this is where I am. So I'll share a little bit with you. My stuff was pretty much in range, but my testosterone was low and my estrogen, estradiol, was high. So estrogen, dominant female hormone, and testosterone is, you know, the dominant male hormone, which male and female need them regardless of where you are in your life or what you are in your life, gender specific. It doesn't matter. You still need both in some way, and it's different levels for men and women. So once I realized my testosterone was low, my estrogen was high, made me really realize that my stress was high. That's why I was carrying more adipose tissue, even though I was active. But there was something that I was missing mostly, which was lifting weights. A lot of you out there who do my programs, you might be doing a cardio, you might be doing a push-ups, or you might be doing a silent, which has the weights. But The difference between what you're doing and what I'm doing is I'm creating and I'm beating my body up and there's no system. 
And so for you out there, you're following the program exactly. So you're you're beating your body up because I make you dig deep, but you're also following a program. And each of the programs that you do with Beachbody comes with a nutrition plan. So you have this on lock. Me, on the other hand, it is my job to create fitness programs, but it's also my job to do things that make me really happy, which is play tennis and try to fit in all this other stuff while I'm trying to stay in my fitness. Anyway, I've never felt better than I do today when it comes to my relationship with food and when it comes to my fitness, because I actually fell out of love with fitness. So what do I eat during the day? I know a lot of you have been waiting for this moment, but it was really, really important for me to let you know why I even got to the place where I needed to have someone create a meal plan for me. So the first thing is, and this is these are questions that you can ask yourself as we go along the way and as I actually get to helping you understand what and why you should eat the way that you eat or why you should want to eat the way that you eat. As you listen to my podcast, you'll know that while I can give you health information, I'm not a doctor. I do have some accreditation. Obviously, I have a degree in health and exercise science with a specialization in health promotion, but Trust and Believe is all about you making a decision to do what it is that you want to do with the information that I give you. I don't think I'm perfect. I don't think my body's perfect. My lifestyle isn't perfect for you, but I'm on a path to make me as perfect as I can. Perfect perfection is temporary. Change is constant. But for me to continue to go after my goals, which is my roadmap, and it's what I want to do. Mistakes included. And so here we are. When Kristen, my trainer, when she was about to give me my meal plan, she, you know, she wants to know how much I weigh. She wanted to know that blood work and most importantly, wanted to know my results. So before you listen to what I eat, my question is, what are your results? Are you really a person that's like, I want to lose adipose tissue and gain skeletal muscle. And the reason why I say it like that is because most people who want to lose weight are like, I want to lose fat. They just literally like, I want to lose fat. I want to lose weight and they want to lose fat, but they just say, I want to lose weight. And you're not really isolating, in my opinion, in a positive way, what you're trying to lose, but most importantly, what you're trying to gain. Because this whole fitness thing is a seesaw, right? It's like if you if you want to lose something over here, you have to want to gain something over here, right? Even in my process, which I'll talk about in a second, I have to lose my desire to want to eat really lean because I have to gain weight so that I can gain dense muscle, right? Which I'll get to in a second. So it's like there's this kind of seesaw thing, but all leading toward your personal goal. So what is it that you want before you listen? So let's talk about body fat for a second, adipose tissue on your body so you can understand what it is, so you can stop being like, I'm fat, because you're not all fat. You're just like carrying some fat that you probably don't want. So let's not saying I'm fat, because you're not all fat. Because if you were all fat, you wouldn't be able to walk, you wouldn't be able to stand up off the toilet, you wouldn't be able to push yourself off the floor, these things that are using skeletal muscle, okay? So here we go. Let's let's first go into, I'm going to put the word healthy in quotes. Thank you very much. Healthy body fat percentage. We're going to talk about age 20 to 39. Healthy body fat percentage in men is 8 to 19%. So 8% to 19%. I've been 4% body fat before and I wasn't doing a physique competition show and I was like, 
it was very rough to stay down there. And I got injured. That's why, because I am going to do physique competitions, I'm very aware and my coaches will help me when I need to get there, how long I need to get there and when to get the fuck out (laughs) because it can definitely mess with your body dysmorphic disorder. And we can talk about why I want to compete later. So for women from ages 20 to 39, your body fat percentage, healthy body fat percentage is 21 to 32 percent. And some people might be like, oh, my gosh, why is that like so much higher? Well, there are women who have lower body fat percentage. You can talk to a doctor or a PA, physician's assistant. But with women, when your body fat gets too low, you may run into some issues. So, again, I'm not a doctor, but you can research that and talk to your doctor if you want. But 21 and 32%. And naturally, just so you know, naturally women carry more adipose tissue than men. So don't be like, why does a man have the lower body fat in the women? Like, best way to say it, and I mean this in the most respectful way possible, y'all have boobs and you have hips. <laughs> like, it's like we could just put on two parts of our body that naturally women have more of than men when it comes to adipose tissue. Second, from 40 to 59 years old, for men, 11 to 21%. For women, 23 to 33%. I'm bulking right now. I'm doing a clean bulk, which I'll talk about when I talk about my food. But I'm doing a clean bulk, and my clean bulk is, right now, I'm at 13%. And I know you guys might be like, oh my gosh, how are you at 13%? I am. And I actually know from my scans that I have... Minimal body fat in my arms and in my legs, and I carry more body fat in my trunk and probably my dunk, honey. Even though, like, I do like how plump and delicious my butt looks, I don't really want to lose the fat around there because it's sitting pretty, honey. And it's okay to have self-love just in case you (laughs) have a problem with me saying that. Anyway, so it's really important that you know when you get if you get a body scan or if you get your body fat percentage your adipose tissue percentage I like to say it's good to know where you're holding that which will help with your nutrition so 60 to 79 years old men 13 to 24% which is really it's interesting, right? And then 24 to 35% for females ages 60 to 79% healthy body fat. Now, if we go into like something a little bit more in depth when it comes to body fat percentage. And I'm giving you this before I give you the food because I really need y'all to know that this is all very important before you decide how you want to bulk, lose, gain weight, lose weight, whatever it is that you want to do through your food. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So women body fat percentage, like essential fat is 10 to 12%, men 2 to 4%. And then if you go athletes, 14 to 20% for women, 6 to 13% for men, that's athletic. And then if you go fitness, 21 to 24% for women, 14 to 17% for men. And so when you talk about fitness, it's like I work out every day, three days a week, three to five times a week. My nutrition is good. That's where you need to be. 
acceptable for women is 25 to 31% and 18 to 25% for men. And then I'm putting the word obese in air quotes because it's very important for me to put that in air quotes because I'm not a fan of that word. I just like to say you have way more adipose tissue than you need on your body. And so to get healthy, let's diminish that. So for women, 32% plus, if it's 32% or more, it's beyond ready for a lifestyle change and 26% for men. All right. Wanted to give you body fat percentage levels so you know where you stand. What about me? All right. Now I'm going to get to the food, everything you want to know. And again, I'm being a freaking broken record, but I just hate telling people what I eat generally without explanation of why I'm even doing it because I don't want you to follow what I'm doing for the sole purpose of how I look. I'm just about 6'1". I have been playing sports my entire life. I had one stint where I gained 50 pounds, which is why I got into this career. And my muscle memory is completely different than yours from someone who like maybe work out three to five days a week or it's not your career to create workouts. And when I say muscle memory, my body, like I cannot do insanity for a month and still be active and do insanity for a week. And I'm like, can still teach an entire class and talk almost the entire time. Right. Because I just have my muscle memory is there. It's a really weird thing, but it's true. Which makes me want to say the longer you stay committed to fitness, even if you have a stint where you're like, I'm going on vacation for three weeks, I'm going on vacation for two weeks. Oh my gosh, I quote unquote fell off. The longer you have been consistent in your exercise, the easier it's going to be for you to jump back on. But we don't need to fall off. There's a such thing as a seatbelt in fitness, and that means consistency. That seatbelt is consistency. Here we go. So when I first started my nutrition plan that I got from my trainer, the most important thing was to gain and build muscle, but also to increase my metabolism, which means I needed to be able to eat a certain amount of meals per day while also increasing my metabolism so that my body got used to burning that amount of food. So I would eat every two and a half to three hours a day. And these meals were not small. I started out with a shake in the morning that was basically for greens and really important for your gut health. My first meal was one cup of egg whites, three ounces of avocado. I would have some salsa to taste, one burrito-sized tortilla, one banana, and one cup of berries. That was just my first meal after a shake. My second meal, which was always post-workout, was a protein shake. So I would have one cup of pea milk. Pea milk is like my favorite kind of protein. If you get pea milk and it's Ripple, I get the vanilla, but there's a brand called Ripple that I absolutely love. It is all protein. It's amazing. I forget how many grams of protein are in one cup, but it's amazing. I would eat one cup of pea milk, two scoops of protein powder, two scoops. I would have 60 grams of protein there, one cup of fruit, and three rice cakes. That was meal number two, post-workout. Meal number three, I would have six ounces of lean beef, eight ounces of sweet potatoes, one cup of green veggies. Again, more protein. My Nutrition definitely had a very high amount of protein. I think I remember I was eating my body weight in grams of protein, but I also was able to eat carbs and fruit and veggies. That was just filtering my system. And I'll say, before I get to meal number four that I had, one thing that was really, really important for me was to change my digestive health because 
like some of you out there, you may understand this. I had a really tough time, like kind of being a hypochondriac in health. And so many people that I knew died of cancer. And so I just always get afraid of my gut health. So this was like really good for me. It completely changed the way that I experienced my bowel movements. I mean, it was completely different. I was just like, oh, this is what it's like to take a good number two. And I eliminated dairy. Kristen knew that I eliminated. I can't eat almonds. There's so many things that I eliminated that I would like push the envelope a little bit. I would be like, oh, well, it's a Caesar salad. And it's like only a little bit in the dressing. And then, bam, my stomach would go crazy. I eliminated all that stuff, not because I'm a big proponent on depriving yourself of anything. For me, if it's causing inflammation in my system, there's no need for me to eat it because it's not giving me the benefit that I want. And it's creating a very uncomfortable response in my body. All right, so the next thing I would have, which was meal, I think meal number, oh, that was meal number four, is another protein shake. Meal number five, six ounces of lean protein and 200 grams of cooked pasta. I can't lie and say I didn't enjoy that. I would have pasta. I would put some salt and pepper, which is my favorite way to eat pasta anyway. Kristen's probably going to hear this, but I would put like one cap full of olive oil in there because it just tasted really good. But because I don't really eat that much avocado, I was like, I'm kind of supplementing that fat there. And I felt really good about it. So that was meal number five. Meal number six was I would have another protein powder, protein shake. But I would mix it with some sugar-free pudding. I wouldn't need to sweeten it because my ripple milk was pretty good. One cup of ice, I would bring it all together. And it was cool. It was like kind of like ice cream because I would take... The pea milk, the two scoops of peanut butter, and then I would put two tablespoons of sugar-free pudding. So when you ate it and you had the ice in there, it literally was having ice cream at the end of the night. It was amazing. One thing I want to say, because I know a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, the shakes you're not drinking the Shakeology. I'm going to say this with much aggression because it's going to piss me off if someone sends a message like, well, aren't you drinking Shakeology? Shakeology isn't just straight up protein shakes. So stop it. Stop it right now. I'm not drinking Shakeology for every shake that I have in my life, okay? So I know I'm getting aggressive. Yeah, Shakeology is really good for you. People have many great benefits from it, but don't at me. I'm just saying that because y'all be getting on my nerves with that comment. It's so annoying. All right, so the next thing I want to tell you, this is only in (laughs) month one. So on my leg days, the same shake in the morning, I would have the same meal with my egg whites, that would be the same. So meal number four, I would add 225 grams of rice, white rice. Why do I have white rice? Most of the time I would have it post-workout. It's because brown rice takes longer to break down, whereas white rice breaks down much faster. So here's a little trick for you and why I would tell you to initiate more weight training in your workout, even if you love HIIT training, which I do too. When you're lifting at a point where you're doing high reps, where you're really exhausting the muscle, or when you come down and you're doing heavyweight and lower reps, one of the things that you want to achieve during your workout is to really deplete the glycogen in your system. Have you ever done a workout and you literally can't walk and you're shaking? You're like, holy shit, like, Shanti, I hate you already. Or if you've done it in the gym, that is the time. I'm not telling you to do this. 
That is a time where if you wanted to have a Rice Krispie Treat, that's when you have it. Because something like a Rice Krispie Treat, that sugar breaks down so fast. Now, I wouldn't have that. They have like some glucose powder that you can have in a protein shake. And basically, it's to replenish everything you lost. But for me, I love rice, so I would have the rice and it would make me feel good. Now, doing all that, like at first, I was like, this is just too much. Like, I can't finish this food. And then like after three weeks, I think, I just remember saying... I just ate all that food. It's 30 minutes later and I'm star balls. And at that same time is when I started to feel myself lean out and I started to feel myself. It was like I was losing weight, but I was keeping my strength. And that was the joy of this is that I just saw my metabolism like starting to speed up. And I knew that because I was hungry and I'm like, how the f- am I hungry and I'm eating all this food? All right. Then I did a cut. I did a little cut, which minimized some of that. For the last couple of weeks, I did another cut. So if you basically take the meals that I just gave you, I added four extra grams of protein to each meal. I had carbs. I had oatmeal in the morning. I want to tell you this. After I did 30 or 45 days of my first, I guess it was like a month and a half or two months, then my breakfast became, it wasn't egg whites anymore. My breakfast became one cup of oatmeal and one cup of berries mixed in there with a banana. It was just oatmeal. And it is so crazy that you wake up and you feel really, really like good. And then you have this whole thing of oatmeal. And you think your stomach's going to be like, and it's not. It is so filling and you'll still have your good look. It's not until the end of the day where you start to feel like, oh my gosh, like my stomach is out to here. Like I just ruined my results. And you didn't. You will wake up the next day feeling really good. One last thing I want to tell you that I take at the end of every day, it's something called Fiberlize. I'm not pushing you to eat it. I'm, this is, I'm not a spokesperson for it, but I just know that it did help my digestive system really well. So it's called Fiberlize, L-Y-Z-E. So back to my cut phase that started last week, only seven days of a cut. I'm in there now. I started doing a cut because I'm going on vacation and I basically just eliminated meals three, four, five. I eliminated all of my basically my simple carbs. Like I eliminated the pasta and the rice. I don't have that anymore. I'm just eating like the vegetables or fruit. I think I get one scoop of peanut butter, which I love, but the protein went up four ounces. So I'm eating like 10 grams of protein, whether it be chicken breast, beef. If you're going to eat any beef, I say get the lean beef as much as you can. Try to stick to chicken breast. It can get very boring. Salmon, like fish is, it's, It's so good, but I know that a lot of people like red meat, so don't feel like you, you know, you're cheating if you eat it. Just get the leaner kind. So for the last week, I have been doing a cut like that. However, Kristen told me that the minute I get back, I have to be on my way to, it's not really a weight that I have to get to, but I do believe I'm going to have to gain about 20 pounds. I want to get to 240 pounds so then I can start really doing the show that I committed to. I don't know when the show is, but I just want to get my body right, my mind right, my shoulder right first, and then I could kill the game. All right. I know that I chatted a lot. Hopefully you wrote some of that down. And the reason why I shared mostly what I ate in the beginning of the process, because I am building and I was like trying to build my metabolism is because if you take all of that or listen to everything that I told you I eat, you're probably like, that's 
how do you even finish that? And I felt the same way. I was like, I don't know how in the world I'm going to finish this. And it was really ironic that not only was I starving, (laughs) but my body shape was changing because my workouts were intense. I was doing something different. I was lifting. I would have steady state cardio. So for those of you who are on the process of wanting to bulk, you'll probably have to eliminate the amount of HIIT training that you're doing because as you may have heard, <laughs> with insanity, one of the things that was is really great about it is you burn calories after you stop working out because you've done this hit where you've done high intensity rest, high intensity rest, high intensity rest, and it basically continues once you hit that final resting stage. It's the way you prepared your muscles and heart to work through. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I have so much more to talk about with this. I would love if you all ask some questions. Put some questions under this post when it's posted on Trust and Believe Pod on Instagram. And I will put a post on Twitter when this is released so that you guys can ask even more in-depth questions. I think one of the questions that I'm going to get is, what if you're losing weight? And I have some things that really worked for me in the past when I was losing weight. But I want to leave you with this little gem. You have to eat until you're fulfilled, not until you're full. I think a lot of us in our lives, you know, we, when it comes to losing weight, because I'm bulking, so it's completely different. Throw away what I just told you. A lot of us were conditioned to eat everything that's on your plate, even when you weren't hungry anymore. And one of the things that I love about raising kids is when my kids say, hey, Papa, I'm finished eating. Unless they want to wash their iPad or something, I'm like, okay, cool. And an hour and a half later, they come back and they want to eat again. I do not make them finish everything that's on their plate. I'm like, if they have a plethora of food on their plate, I'm like, did you take some of everything? Because we put it on your plate for your nutrition. And they're like, yes. And I'm like, okay, get up and go. Because the last thing I want from them is going to a restaurant and be in condition to be like, well, I have to finish everything on my plate. No, get a doggy bag and save it for another meal. I literally did that today. I went to a breakfast brunch place. And they gave me so much chicken, I was like, I'm taking this home. I'm going to use it for the meal as soon as I finish recording this podcast. Something else I wanted to say is if you are a person that's trying to lose weight and you're in a place where you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm depriving myself, but I feel like my meals are substantial. Really what it is, is just like a conditioning of your body to not do what you were used to doing because If you're not trying to gain weight and you're eating tons of carbs and you're not spacing out your meals correctly 
or you're not eating enough fruit or you're not eating enough green vegetables, you're basically just not preparing yourself for when you're like, okay, I want to do something where I want to get rid of this adipose tissue. Sometimes you have to eliminate those carbs. Sometimes you have to, like a lot of people are like, a brown rice, brown rice, brown rice. Well, brown rice takes longer to break down. So if you're not working out and you're eating a plethora of brown rice, even if you did do a crazy cardio exercise and you ate brown rice, it's not going to burn as fast as white rice, okay? So there's some things you got to think about as you're trying to lose weight. It's much deeper than just eliminating calories or whatever. It's like, hey, how am I going to do this? You have to eliminate lots of like the bad sugars. You have to eliminate drinks. When I say eliminate, I mean bring down because, I, again, I'm not about deprivation. But one of my biggest rules when it comes to me, if I were needed to lose weight, and I do it now, is don't drink your calories daily. You know, like if I'm on a cut and I'm on a serious cut, like I will when I get to stage, I will have zero alcohol. But if I have a goal, for me, I would never make no alcohol a part of my personal existence unless I'm going to a stage or unless I'm going to perform or do a live event and I'm like, I can't be drinking because I need my every system to work. So I'm not one to be like, don't drink. Like I just, I'm just not that guy. I hate when people tell people not to drink. I understand if you don't think it's healthy, but a lot of people find benefits when they drink at a moderate level. If they go out to have a glass of wine with their husband or wife or spouse, like stop the stop drinking thing. I get it. There are some studies that say, Alcohol is good for you in certain ways, and but people still combat that. So I'm all about, and Kristen, my trainer, and she also builds my nutrition, she's all about, I want your fitness to fit into your lifestyle, you know, in a really great way. Not fit into your lifestyle like, hey, if you drink every day, go for it and still work out. No, like, all right, let's get you super healthy and what's acceptable for what it is that you want for your results. I did a year and a half of not drinking. I literally, from 38 and a half to 40, I did not drink. Did it feel good? Yeah. I mean, it was fine. You know what I'm saying? But when I turned 40, bitch, I was like, give me that wine. Give me my old fashioned. One of the things that I personally gained from not drinking for that long was knowing that beer. I used to love me some beer. Ugh. I used to love me some beer. But I just remember not drinking and and stopping drinking. And then when I went back to drinking, I didn't drink beer. And I was like, oh my gosh, my indigestion is gone. Even though I love beer. And I would just like have these like horrible heartburn moments. But anyway, so that was beneficial to me. Anyway, everything I just told you, there's a lot more to say, a lot more science behind it. I hope you didn't find this too overwhelming. You can rewind this and go back to the part where I told you what I eat. If you have more specific questions, I can break this down for you even more. But the reason why I didn't spend too much time on like the intricacies of what I eat is because my results are completely different from yours. But six meals a day, start out with a shake. I think it'll be really great for you. Have a nice breakfast unless you like to do fasted cardio. That's a really great thing, too. Some people don't like things in their stomach. But for me, I found that eating breakfast 
eating right after my workout, having a protein shake for right after my workout, and then eating every two and a half to three hours until the end of the night has been really great for me. And drinking a shake at night when I'm not in a cut phase like I am now, like drinking a shake actually eliminated my nighttime cravings. I'm doing it for reasons like that, and it feels really good for me. If it's not something that you're interested in, don't do it. But try to eat Tons and tons of protein if you can in a healthy way. And please don't be afraid of carbs. Just work really hard and dig deeper in your life. I know there are way more questions because food is like one of those things that is very stressful when it should be very enjoyable. And I'll leave you with this. For the 25 years that I've been in fitness, I've never been this happy. And my relationship with food has never been this great. I actually love food. I think that I'll open a refrigerator or I go to a restaurant. I don't stress clearly because the fact that what I'm doing while trying to gain weight in a really healthy way requires me to eat. I get my blood work sometimes twice a month where I see my cholesterol levels. I see complete CBC, which is a complete blood count. I see my hemoglobin, I see my white, my red, my AST, I see the hormone panels, I see it all. And having added that to my regimen while doing something a little different that's a little outside of my comfort zone, but making me feel really good has been so great and has really enhanced my relationship with food. If you were to seek out a nutritionist to help you get to where it is that you want to be, if you feel like you're constantly depriving yourself and you're miserable from the way that they're telling you to eat, you should get somebody else, truly. Because that's literally not the way to live. It's just not. And here's the last thing I'll say that is so universal, literally our universe, and it's so out there. And you might think I'm weird, but you know, I give everybody 100 years. We don't know when we're going to die. But I'm like, listen, I'm going to be here for 100 years. That means I got 56 years to go, bitch. I'm going to have a good-ass time. I must be fit as hell because I'm going to be committed to my fitness. When I'm 80, you know what I'm saying? I might not be walking around here with the look of my body I have now, but I'm still going to be active, you know, God willing, Lord willing, universe willing. And I just want you to build your life with food, with fitness, with mental health, and I really want you to build a life of greatness and something that you're going to remember. I'm not telling you what to do, but I recommend you not being so far on the right or so far on the left by way of, I'm only going to eat lettuce or fuck it, I'm just going to have McDonald's every night. Like Neither one of those are good things. Find somewhere in the middle that works for your lifestyle, get your blood work, Go to the doctor, one that you trust. Go to preventative medicine specialist. Go to your physical therapist if you feel an ailment in your body. Those things cause stress. And just try to have a really great life. And here's the last thing. Just because I look like this, just because I'm going for a goal and it's getting me to have like really dense muscle and a six-pack, you don't need that. You don't need a six-pack. You do not need that. You heard when I read the body fat percentage stuff. You do not need that. And to be quite honest, and I'll go here because my husband knows, I find all body types attractive. So if you're out there and you're trying your best and you're as fit as you need to be and 
you look a certain way, embrace your body as long as you're doing the best that you can do. And there's going to be somebody out there to find you fine as fuck. Like, so don't even worry about trying to fit into this, like this body. Is it easy for me to say? Absolutely. But I also have been 50 pounds overweight where I've been very unhappy. And I know, thanks to my mom and my sperm donor, I never met my biological father. I mean, I have the genetics. So, like, yes, do I celebrate? I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm very happy that I have the aesthetics that I have because of my genetics if I eat really healthy. But the funny thing is my brother and I look completely different shirtless. He's, you know, aesthetically amazing. But if you put our abs next to each other and our arms and our calves, we look different. Everybody's different. So embrace who you are. And if I see you, guys and girls, I'm going to flirt with you any way because I'm like... Work hard, and I'm going to show you that you find this. I know that sounds a little crazy, but it's true. Thank you guys for joining this show. Please subscribe if you haven't. Please leave a review. If you're going to leave a review about my cursing, you might as well not leave the review because I'm not going to stop. (laughs) And I'm going to keep on being me. And as I record many more of these podcasts, I'm going to keep on being me anymore. Make sure you subscribe to the link in the show notes because I want you to always be available for a show. Also, I want to let you guys know that Wine Night After Dark is starting back up very, very soon. So make sure if you want to be a part of a community that's about love, relationships, relationship longevity, sex, more sex, date nights, and me and Scott's perspective on what love is and going through challenges and how to overcome those challenges in a really open, vulnerable, authentic, and transparent space. We'll put it in the show notes too so you can be a part of Why Night. It's going to be lit and it's going to be fun. But if you don't want to be a part of that, keep it here for Trust and Believe so I can give you those moments of validation that you are doing the best that you can do. And if you're not doing the best that you can do, hopefully I can do a little bit of inspiring you to push yourself to the next level. And always trust and believe in who you are.